Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. So it looks like NAFTA may be going away, but will anyone miss it? Find out on Parts Per Billion. Hello and welcome back to Parts Per Billion, the bi-weekly environmental policy podcast from Bloomberg BNA. As always, I'm your host, David Schultz, and we're coming to you from the Russell Senate office building here on Capitol Hill. So we took a little break there for a few weeks, but we're definitely back in action, and we have a bunch of great episodes lined up for you in the coming weeks. We'll be speaking with a congressman heading to an environmentally friendly farm and taking you deep within the sewers underneath the city of Cleveland. Seriously, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up. But this week we're focused on what might be the most famous trade deal in recent history, NAFTA. It was really controversial when it was first enacted back in the early 90s, and it seems like it's never really stopped being controversial. Politicians on both the right and the left, Democrats and Republicans, both dislike it. And one of its biggest critics is the current occupant of the White House, Donald J. Trump. I think it's safe to say the president has been uh, a little erratic recently when it comes to NAFTA. During the campaign, he said he would rip it up, but now there are indications he may just want to tweak it a little bit. Are there any environmental implications here? You bet. Any changes to the deal could affect the regulations that companies on both sides of the border, or rather borders, would have to follow. But if Trump does end up shredding NAFTA, don't expect environmental activists to shed any tears. That's according to Dean Scott, Bloomberg BNA's international environment reporter. Dean recently did a story on how these environmentalists actually never really liked NAFTA and wouldn't mind that much if it vanished. And I'm here with Dean right now. Hello, Dean. Good to be with you, David. So, Dean, first off, as of right now, uh, around noon on the morning of May 3rd, what is the current state of play on NAFTA? Is it going to be torn up? Is it just going to be tweaked? Where are we at right now? Well, it looks like renegotiation or tweaks is the uh, direction that we're headed in as of today. Now, these things certainly have been in play in the last uh, couple months. Um, It was an interesting interview with President Trump over the weekend where he talked about he was right on the precipice of uh, taking us out of NAFTA, possibly to sort of have something to showcase his his first 100 days accomplishment there. But uh, in the end, decided that uh, we'll renegotiate it and that with sort of the backstop or the threat hanging over the entire negotiation process with Mexico and Canada, that we'll get out of the deal, says Trump, if he doesn't think those renegotiations get him the fair deal he wants. And of course, he doesn't uh, like NAFTA because he believes that it it unfairly 
favors uh, uh, other countries' workers over American workers. That's right. And, and the interesting thing about trade is, of course, that you know, this comes up oftentimes, these phrases of there, there are winners and losers in, say, the tax uh, uh, overhaul that Trump has talked about. We always know that. Some people win, some people will lose in, in any deal on taxes. Similarly with trade, you have a deal that certainly by no means across the board are American industries hurt by NAFTA. There are major sectors, agriculture being one of them, um, that really benefited. But there, there have been losers. In, in that deal. Um, and, and one of them certainly is manufacturing, although with the caveat that real, real experts in the, in the sense of why we lost manufacturing jobs over the last years, they, they've really ascribed that, um, that problem to many factors. It's not just NAFTA. It's not just NAFTA. It's robotics, it's uh, increased efficiency, et cetera. So most trade deals, uh, especially nowadays, have provisions that relate to environmental protections where um, you know the countries agree to adhere to the same uh, environmental regulations to, to make everyone on the same playing field does does NAFTA have these envi- kind of environmental regulations that baked into it so what I like to think of is NAFTA uh, the metaphor is you know before there was the latest generation Prius hybrid car there was the first generation Prius had really tiny wheels, its, its miles per gallon was relatively modest compared to the new models. You know, the bells and whistles weren't quite there. In the same sense, NAFTA took a huge step forward in simply having environmental and labor issues be addressed in the trade agreement. That was a, a first for a U.S. Uh, negotiated trade deal. So for the first time, we have some, some text in an agreement that, that's supposed to deal with environmental issues but it's by no means strong enough to really do anything, according to most environmental and trade experts. It's the teeth. It's got no teeth. Yes. And so, you know, the idea being that you didn't want to have a trade agreement where uh, jobs would go to Mexico, industries would go to Mexico, and that country would then have a perverse incentive to not worry about environmental protection. That, that serves no one. Yeah, we'd, we can, if we're located in the U.S., we'd have to abide by all these regulations. If we can go to Mexico, we can pollute as much as we want. It doesn't matter. That's that was right. what they were trying to avoid. That's right. And that's where, you know, this term, rate we wanted to avoid a race to the bottom occurs. The problem is, is that there is a way to essentially uh, make, conform, you know, formalize a complaint under the environmental side agreement. It has a mechanism for doing so. But some of the research I was looking at for the most recent piece I did on this issue uh, mentioned that there were about only 22 of a total of 87 environmental complaints filed under the NAFTA environmental side deal uh, have resulted in even the preparation of some factual records to investigate those concerns. And then just preparing those factual records takes an average of five years. So NAFTA's been around for 25 years. There have only been 87 complaints filed and just a uh, fraction of that has actually even been followed up on. That's right. And and. And what, what uh, advocates of, of strengthening that, what they argue is it's not like there aren't examples of how to do this better over the last two decades. Some of that, uh, those changes, more aggressive environmental protections were added to a deal between the U.S. and Peru. Uh, there was also language in that in the TPP. So you've got agreements that have been developed since NAFTA have, some would argue, incrementally increased the environmental protections of those agreements. 
but none of that is in NAFTA. Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's a blueprint for doing this. It's just, it's, yeah, it's not in NAFTA. The problem for some in the uh, environmental movement, the way that they see what Trump is going to try to accomplish here is, they'd argue, let's take a step back and keep in mind that this is not a president that puts environmental issues on the front of his plate. That's interesting. So, so the environmental groups uh, that never like NAFTA, still don't like NAFTA, would be, it sounds like they'd be, you know, pretty, uh, you know, they'd be okay with it if, it, if the uh, deal were torn up. But what they don't want is uh, this current president to renegotiate a new deal. Yeah, you know, or a, maybe a more precise way of saying it would be that they don't ex- have any expectation that Trump is the president that's going to improve those environmental protections. I think the, the all points right now appear, to, appear that we're headed toward a relatively minor change or a series of minor changes. I don't think we're going to see that sort of big sitting around the table, multi-year renegotiation on the entire agreement. I think in the end, uh, there are too many forces at play right now in terms of making the argument that there might even be some short-term economic shocks if the signals to the market were that all of these uh, all these issues are in play and we may have trade barriers come, being erected. I think the uh, the more time goes by, the more time goes by in this administration. Now that we're past the hundred days, suggests more modest changes. And overall, finally, um, you know, are there particular environmental areas or environmental issues that would be really affected by, I guess, what now looks like a kind of minor tweak to NAFTA as opposed to, you know, a, a complete overhaul. And I'm thinking of, you know, is air, will air quality be affected or water uh, pollution or climate even? Are, are, are there particular things that, that are really vulnerable to changes in this deal? Well, one thing that is is no small thing, there are cross-border commissions and, and money that all these countries put forward to make sure that we're talking about what happens to, what we can do to minimize this sort of cross-border pollution. And that's not a small thing, for especially for those communities. They want to know that, you know, you're not just locating a, uh, a textile mill theoretically just across the border, which is now polluting that area, or in another theoretical example, that runoff is going right back into the United States. So I think that there, there's some concern about making sure that that doesn't go away, that sort of cooperation doesn't go away. One of the more interesting things that was talked about um, in recent weeks about a renegotiation is the degree to which climate change can be raised in a new negotiation. Because as you recall, 1994, yes, climate change was a big issue, but think about where we are more than two decades later. Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. all have these sort of bilateral agreements on climate change dating through the Obama administration. Those two countries are very big players in terms of big advocates for international action on climate change. And the U.S. is literally caught in the middle on that, being, you know, with debate about... In in every sense of the word. Yes. And so I think um, one of the common themes I heard heard from uh, international experts, but also uh, climate advocates, was that if we can't have a, a new NAFTA deal or renegotiation that is silent on climate change, given that bo- all these countries have a vested interest in making sure that anything we're doing on trade doesn't exacerbate the problem. So that, I, I would expect that to be at the table. I don't know if it would certainly win the day with this administration. But, but again, this plays into this dynamic of Mexico and Canada 
have a lot of pull in a discussion where there's just three parties at the table. They aren't, they aren't silent negotiators who have to just take what the U.S. puts on the table. All right, that was Bloomberg BNA's Dean Scott. For more of his reporting on international environmental issues and lots of other topics, visit our website at bna.com. This episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. The music for Parts Per Billion is a message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license. More information can be found at betterwithmusic.com. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.